1: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Monday, March 13th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith ready to break down the Monday card. Three games on tap tonight in NHL action. Uh, A small slate for this uh, Monday and uh, coming off a really big slate for a Sunday and an even bigger one coming up tomorrow night on Tuesday, which happens to be another Ice Guys Live Betcast Tuesday. We're looking forward to it. Uh, We're bringing it back. Again, this is going to be, of course, Betcasts are going to be pretty much weekly the rest of the season. Many of them will be on Tuesday, including this one, uh, Tuesday, March 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Make sure uh, you tune in. Live betting and commentary with me, Alex, uh, guests, many of them viewers and listeners of the show, uh, drinking encouraged, got the fridge ready to go, Uh, extra full this week because of St. Patrick's Day coming up uh, on Friday. So uh, DM me at Bobano uh, on Twitter or email Bobano350, at gmail.com to request a spot on the live betcast, and we will make sure uh, we get you uh, on the stream with us Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's a huge 12-game NHL slate Tuesday, and we're looking forward to being on the air during all of it uh, with live betting, lots of fun as well. Can't forget the the F word uh, either when it comes to the betcast, fun. No, not that F word fun <laughs> is what it is. The, uh, bet cast, uh, Tuesday, March 14th, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night. Uh, make sure uh, you join us for that. Uh, looking back on the uh, slate yesterday, huge card, uh, the Boston Bruins flat as a pancake for really two periods until, you know, they woke up in the third period, got to their game, played a lot better, a lot more spirited, but it's too little, too late. Detroit hangs on and gets the uh, five to three win, uh, against the, uh, uh, Boston Bruins. And we were just talking up before the show began, Alex and I, that look, this is not the time of year to say, yeah, I'm going to make money in NHL betting by betting the Boston Bruins on a regular basis. You know, that's not, this is not that time of year to do that. And when you look at Boston's position in the standings, you know, they're, they're obviously crushing it in the Atlantic division. They're 17 points up on Toronto who have second place in the Atlantic. They are 11 points clear, uh, of the two nearest team's From them in the eastern conference as a whole and that's carolina and new jersey who are now tied for first in the metropolitan division with 94 points so they are just cruising into you know not only winning their division but likely the president's trophy as well you know there's going to be spots where the team's just not you know feeling it you know where they're just not feeling it they're not feeling ah you know what this detroit here today we beat them on saturday at home we're playing them again ah We can slough off here it's a mental thing it's a human emotion it's a human thing these are games played and doc emmerich always said this these are games and sports and hockey is played by human beings not computers and robots he always said that Uh, and it's true you're going to have games where you're just not up for it and i think there was some of that in boston's game yesterday so when you're talking about a team that's had a historically great season and you're talking about a team that doesn't have a whole lot on the line between now uh, and the end of the regular season in early April, you know, going out there and laying say minus 400 with them tomorrow night against Chicago or laying, you know, more, north of minus 200 with them yesterday against Detroit in a spot where they already beat down Detroit, or took down Detroit in Boston the day before, those are not the spots you want to be betting a team like Boston. And we're going to be looking at some of these instances now. Late season handicapping has to come into play just a little bit where, yeah, the team's got a, had an incredible season. And, yes, on paper, they're better than the team they're playing. That's why they're such a big favorite. But there's going to be these instances where they don't play like it. And it's not that all of a sudden they suck or they, they're bad or their team's crumbling. It's just human nature. You know, you play a, a team that's a little bit down and out like Detroit. Uh, you beat them on Saturday. You go to their building Sunday. You really know that you're pretty much going to be win everything in the regular season. That is the division and the president's trophy and the number one seed overall in the East. You know, it's hard to rev yourself up game in and game out. And We saw a clear example of that, Alex, yesterday from the Boston Bruins. Yeah, and I, I've seen somebody in the chat says you'd
0: be a fool to fade the Bruins. And that's quite the contrary right now. And the thing is, we're not talking about fading them as old They're going to fall off the face of the earth right now. And the thing that you're going to probably hear a lot of, of, of the talking heads on networks and other places say is that, well, the Bruins are on pace to have the best record in the NHL, the best record of all time. Well, you know what happened to the last two teams that had the best records in the NHL, the 95, 96 wings, they lost in the conference finals. And of course we all remember the 2018, 19 Tampa Bay lightning got swept in the first round, which of course was pretty much the catalyst for them going on the tirade. They went on it seemed like the leading up to, you know, even this current season. So, it's something that will have to be on their minds. It's something that they're going to hear a lot of. How do you finish up the rest of the season and stay fresh and stay healthy, but also be competitive and keep that fire flowing and ready for game one uh, of that first round when the playoffs roll around? So that's the real tough battle that Boston had. They have more of an internal battle than they do with any of the other 31 teams in the league right now, as far as I'm concerned. So you have to be careful and you have to just kind of monitor that on a day by day basis. When I mean, You're seeing right now lines like minus 420 when they're at Chicago. Yeah, the Hawks, they're trying to tank and, and lose as many games as possible. But at the same time, it's like, how how up will Boston be for that? Yes, they could sleepwalk and still probably win a game three to one. But do you really want to lay four dollars with that? Or do you want to risk, you know, going a four and a half over on a, on a team total when this team doesn't even need to get four goals to win it? So there's are things you have to
1: really pay attention to this time of year with these top two teams. Uh, Yeah, definitely. There's no question. Uh, It'll be uh, interesting to see how it goes with Boston because again, this is a team. I don't want to say playing for exercise, but uh, theoretically, they are. Theoretically, there's really nothing at stake here. They're um, they're not going to fall on their flat on their face and and fall to Carolina, New Jersey. Those are the only teams that can catch them, and they're 11 points clear of them. Uh, That's definitely not going to happen. So uh, you know, it's just you know they've got to find themselves. They got to as professional hockey players. You know, you have to get yourself in the right frame of mind and the mindset to get yourself ready to play a game, you know, and that's not always easy at this time of year. It's human nature when you've got not much on the line here uh, in these remaining uh, regular season games, no question. Uh, what else did we see yesterday? A huge win, Alex, for Pittsburgh in the other TNT game. They're now 7-1-1 and in their last nine games, Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. you talk about a team that's now putting things together a little bit. They've put they've put themselves – they've set, gained some separation, really, from the two the teams that are chasing them down – in the wild card spot, they are the number one wild card team in the East at seventy eight points. They are now five points clear of the nearest team to knock them out of the playoffs, and that's Florida at seventy three points. You've also got Washington seventy one. Uh, we'll get to Ottawa. Uh, you know they're, they had a really tough weekend that really dealt a blow to their playoff hopes. Uh, but definitely Pittsburgh has solidified at least for now themselves. You know they've still got work to do. There's still a lot of games left. There's still what 16, 17 games left. For the pittsburgh penguins believe me on with the week-to-week schizophrenia we have seen from these nhl teams this year we can't say anything about pittsburgh's home and cool yet not even close but what they have done is they put themselves in a much more advantageous position with a nice little run that they put together here culminating in a nice overtime win yesterday uh, against the uh, new york rangers yeah, my advice to Pittsburgh is keep
0: running. That that smoke you're smelling behind you, that's the dumpster fire of all those teams that were still in that wildcard race that seemed to be falling out. The Washingtons, the Floridas, the Ottawa's, the Detroits, the Buffaloes. Uh they're they're in a great spot right now. And we we always say this about this team because we we say it every year. You know, they might struggle a little bit early. We're probably gonna hear about Crosby missing games, getting hurt, Latang missing games, getting hurt. Malkin missing games, getting hurt, goaltending issues, but then they string it all along and they're healthy, we're at the right time, and they start to win games. They've earned points, like I said, eight of the last nine. That's what you have to do this time of year to make yourself a playoff team, and, and they have the veteran pedigree to do that. So, uh, you know, like I said, a great win for them, and they just need to keep on rolling.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Mia Culpa, for me, with the best bet on Carolina, I was shocked uh, that they were porous that bad. And look, it was not Pyotr Kochekov's best night, and I don't want to put the blame on him uh, you know, a couple of those goals were breakdowns in front of him by the defense uh, and not much he could have done. But the third goal clearly was on. And that was the backbreaker in the second. And it really killed the spirit for Carolina. That third goal where he misplayed the puck, mishandled it, uh, it out of his own net, uh, played the puck and didn't play it well. And it resulted in getting in the uh, back of the net. But to give New Jersey credit. New Jersey's playing well. And look out Tampa Bay, who lost again last night to the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, that's now all of a sudden the Devils and the Lightning. I think you kind of know where I'm leaning in that game tomorrow night. But uh, definitely, when you look at the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, this is a hockey team right now that um, you know she continues to be underwhelming. Uh, Vasilevsky again last night, the okay but not great, not that spectacular Vasilevsky level that we've seen in the years. Uh, the defense continues to have issues, and really just Tampa Bay penalty problems too, lack of discipline. For this lightning team they got into some penalty trouble as well uh, against winnipeg yesterday uh and again other than a a win by the skin of their fucking teeth against chicago you know on friday night uh it continues to be a grind for this tampa bay lightning team uh, as they fall again alex to the winnipeg yeah. jets and we are the benefactors with a big plus price winner with the jets
0: yeah absolutely i mean and the the turmoil for tampa bay continues and Honestly, at this point, they really have to, and no one's going to say this in the locker room or the front office anyway, but there's only two options that can really work out well for Tampa Bay. They go on and win the Stanley Cup, or they lose in the first round, because another long run into the postseason, going into another conference final or another cup final and losing is just going to make things worse I think long term. Like I said, we're seeing the fatigue factor finally show up. We've talked about it for literally a year, <laughs> and now it's, it, it's, it's this is the only thing that you can explain at this point. It's it's not injuries. All these guys are, are mostly you know healthy. Of course, the typical nicks and bangs in March. They're just not playing sound, solid hockey. They seem to be uninspired at times. I mean, like I said, just look at their body language when they got off the ice. Like I said, even going all the way back to that, that game last week, that game against Carolina was the most telling to me. Just everything about that game. That's why I said it. it's over because the, just the body language, when they're on the ice, but their body language coming off of the ice is like, man, they, they're it's, if they could literally run to their locker room and, and sit down in their stalls, they would, that's kind of like the, 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 the view I get, especially when they've had a bad period. So they just, they, they aren't able to hang their heads high right now. And like I said, if, if this gets worse, we could be talking about a team that's played themselves out of the postseason. It would, I mean, it would take a lot. It would need some other teams to play well, but we just talked about New Jersey playing. well. talk about Pittsburgh playing well, the Islanders. So there's their teams that can, you know, Lock up that wildcard spot, and now third place in the Atlantic means fourth place is you're out. So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, and uh, Tampa's got to really get it together at, at some point. But like I said, I don't think a, a big, a deep run in the playoffs long term would really
1: hurt this team unless they win it all. Yeah. I mean, there's just, yeah, there's all kinds of, all kinds, of, there's a malaise right now. That's the word for it. Malaise right now over ten. It's not just physically, they're worn down a little bit, and I think they're emotionally spent. You know, that's a lot of, you know, <laughs> It's emotion. It's, it's, it's emotional energy you yeah. spend getting the three Stanley Cup finals in a row. There's no question about that. So uh, we'll see. Does Tampa Bay have a switch they can flip in a month from now? I guess we'll find out. But right now, definitely uh, lacking something. Right now, this Tampa Bay team. You know, it's like,
0: like Alex Killorn. Does Alex Killorn even still play hockey? That guy you can't find with a telescope. And this is the guy who literally elected to have a surgery to, to repair his leg that he didn't need to have the surgery on to try to get back and play in the Stanley Cup. Like, that kind of – those little things add up over the course of three seasons, uh, even when you're playing the best
1: hockey. And like I said, we're just we're seeing the benefactor of that right now yeah no question. he did score the first goal last night, but I don't what you mean, I <laughs> mean <did> overall yeah <laughs> The season uh not been uh as good as you'd like uh, from him uh also last night, um what else did we see a uh, Vegas with a five three win against uh St Louis uh backing Yuri Patera uh, in his first ever NHL start with five goals giving him some support and look. You're going to look at that and say he gave up three goals to St. Louis and say maybe not the greatest start. He was phenomenal early in that game, Uh, Yuri Patera. He made some huge saves. He was stretching out post to post, robbed the Blues a couple of times early in that game when they were really pressing. I thought he played good, the young kid. Gave him a chance. Offense helped them out uh, and Vegas with the nice 5-3 win as they continue uh, to roll along and play uh, good hockey. Uh, Calgary with a 5-1 win over Ottawa. You know you've had a bad night defensively when you're making the Flames offense look like the 80s Oilers. And we saw that last night from the uh, Ottawa Senators. I mean, this is a team that just shoots the puck right into the goalie's chest. We've talked about that for weeks and weeks and Ottawa was just giving them gifts Uh, Last night, not a good two games out in on the in the Western Canada for Ottawa back to back nights. They get clobbered by Vancouver and Calgary. So their playoff hopes take a hit. Uh, Definitely after these last two games, they need to stop the bleeding immediately. uh, This Ottawa Senators team and i am seeing a lot of Senators fans and I can't say I necessarily argue with them really bitching about DJ Smith's forward combinations, D pairings saying, you know, why are you not giving Chikrin more time on the special teams? uh that's that's beyond absurd to me with how good of a defenseman he is so dj smith's taking some heat and uh i think i think job is on the line for him honestly uh in terms of uh playoffs he's probably saves his job doesn't make the playoffs it's probably out especially with the uh, moves they've tried to make here and and there's a growing swell of dj smith naysayers right now in ottawa land so Uh, That's definitely uh, something to uh, be aware of moving forward. And we also saw draw season continue in earnest uh, last night. Two late night draws, Nashville and Anaheim. What a crazy finish that was. Nashville with a 5-4 overtime win. I was disappointed because I actually did bet a small live draw. And I know Alex tweeted that out as well. Uh, But I also had Anaheim plus the price as a dog. And battle back, tie it with two goals late, but then lose an overtime 5-4. The draw I really liked got there and that was minnesota and arizona uh 4-4 going to overtime and how about those coyotes i mean 5-4 uh, overtime win they humanized philip gustafson uh last night who's been playing so well but they get five goals past him clayton keller with a spectacular game and how about the physicality and the nastiness in that game the bad feelings between these two teams which they don't have a lot of playoff history but four fights uh, in the same game last night we saw Umama against uh, Reeves. We saw Nick Foligno drop the gloves with Liam O'Brien. Uh, we saw uh, Nick. Uh, we saw uh, later in the game it was Middleton fighting with Lawson Krause. Uh, and I'm forgetting one, but there, yeah, it was just a fight-filled night uh, with the uh, Minnesota Wild and the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, last night, uh, and it was it was great to see it. I mean, you just yeah. don't see this very often. And oh, you know who it was? The reason I'm forgetting the other one is because that was probably the surprising Mason Shaw and Connor Mackey.
0: Yeah, that was yeah.
1: the uh, other fight a little more of a lightweight fight there but that was good i mean definitely it was a uh outstanding uh outstanding uh hockey game uh, f- yeah. fun intense back and forth four fights which you don't see very often these days and best of all we cash a plus uh 340 uh, ticket uh, on the uh, draw and uh, i'm telling you what with draw season alex i mean people may be sick of it people may not like it people may think uh why are you betting these draws so often uh I don't get the vitriol. I don't get the the, the dislike that people have with us when, and the frustration. I, I, get, I get frustration and anger and rage permeating through my workstation here from some people when we mention a draw bet uh, on this yeah. show lately. And I totally don't get it. You don't like plus 350 winners. You don't like plus 400 winners. Uh, and look, you don't have to bet every draw on the board. You just have to be selective, and you can't just blindly bet them. You have to have some criteria behind them, teams in playoff races, teams that are playing close games lately, tight one-goal games, teams that have been going to overtime or a shootout in a few games lately. If they tick all those boxes, they are great criteria for draw bets. And from now until the middle of April, we're going to continue to look for these spots. Yeah. It, it's simple as that. And look, you look at yesterday, for example, and how many draw bet Put Tampa Bay on the list. I mean, that game didn't go to a draw with Mm -hmm. Winnipeg last night, but it nearly did. They aren't winning games easily right now. There's another team that's got a potential to be a good draw team uh, moving forward. So, yeah, the draws are here, and they aren't going anywhere, at least not in our betting portfolios they're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, the great Ric Flair says, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it because it's the hottest thing going today, and that's exactly what draw season is right now. I mean, you're just seeing it left and right, and we've literally given you the blueprint on how to pick these draws. For years now, we I have the article posted at patreon.com slash guys. We talked about it on the show, left and right. We talk about it on the podcast every Tuesday. I mean, it, this isn't happenstance. We aren't wolves throwing darts and glasses at the wall. Like This is something that is is a real tangible thing in the second half of the season and even into the postseason. And uh, like I said, we're cashing these big tickets left and right. And I, I can't understand why for the life of me, anybody would be upset about it. Yes. Are they going to win every single night? No. But here's the thing, you bet four of them at plus 300. You just need to cash one and you're going to be breaking even. You cash one at plus 320, you got a little bit of profit. You cash two of these things, you're doing well. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, yeah, it's something that you add in. It's not just the end all be all. And I guess people don't like sitting around watching a game go to overtime unless it is four, four, five, five. And I get that. Sure, fine. For your entertainment value, that's fine. But how entertaining is it to have money in your bank account, money in your your bankroll? Uh, I think that's a lot more entertaining than just, oh, well, I watched this game and it went
1: back and forth and now it's on the tie and now he went to overtime.
0: Yeah, well, that's the whole point. We're trying to win money.
1: And dare I say it, I like I like at least in some way, shape or form the draw in every single NHL game on the board tonight, believe it or not. All yeah. three of these games, I think, have legit draw potential and I'll be sprinkling on the draw in all three there there's got some i'll like a little bit more which we'll get into in just a second but uh, i think tonight in particular there's real potential uh for overtime or a shootout once again uh with that in mind let's get into the card we got three games here for this monday night in the nhl and we will begin in la belle provence in montreal colorado avalanche montreal canadians we've got colorado minus 250. Road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total in this game. Uh, Colorado, of course, a little bit of a downturn from them lately. Just haven't played their absolute best, two and four uh, in their last six games. They had a three-game losing streak there against New Jersey, Dallas, and Seattle. They bounced back and clobbered San Jose six to nothing uh, after the loss to Seattle. Uh, But then they lost a 5-2 decision to the uh, LA Kings. Uh, Bounce. They were looking to bounce back certainly after that play in Arizona, but man, the game was not easy for them. They did outshoot Arizona, forty-four to twenty. So you could have said they probably should have had a a better, easier game than that. But still, they needed overtime uh, to get past the Arizona Coyotes three-two on uh, Saturday night. Uh, Now they take to the road here, where they begin this Eastern road swing. Montreal tonight. They'll be in Toronto on Wednesday night, uh, and then Ottawa Thursday night uh, on a back-to-back. So. Uh, The nice little Eastern Canada swing begins tonight here for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Montreal, uh, they've definitely fallen on hard times, six straight losses, but I'm telling you what, every single game they've been competitive. All six losses, well, five of the six, one-goal losses, and the New Jersey loss, 3-1 on Saturday night, was an empty net goal to make it 3-1. So you could have said that was probably a one-goal game, uh, essentially, as well. So Montreal's competitive. You know, they're not getting blown out, even with the massive personnel issues that this hockey team has right now. We've said it a bunch, so we're not going to repeat it, but we know they're very shorthanded, but they've got a lot of youngsters in the lineup, a lot of call-ups, a lot of players looking to show that, hey, we want a roster spot next year, and they're playing like it. So the work ethic's been fine. I think Marty San Louis has to be very pleased with the way this team's been working and uh, competing here uh, as of late uh, you look at the uh, team i mean certainly they've been able to score goals defensively they're still having uh, a few issues we'll see how it fares here tonight against this colorado team you want to hear something that's pretty scary? not scary but something that's really surprising and i was shocked by it seven straight unders head-to-head between the colorado avalanche and the montreal canadians seven straight head-to-head meetings have actually gone under the total and you look at many of them a lot of two nothing two one type of games, like really low scoring uh, between these two teams. So that's kind of what tempered my enthusiasm because my first thought was over. But uh, definitely, I'm, you know, kind of pumping the brakes on it. uh, Colorado has trended under three of the last uh, four games. I still lean over, but man, that series history, talking about seven straight unders is tricky. I'm going to sprinkle on the draw here, uh, like I said, in this game tonight. I mean, if you look at Colorado uh, and the way they've played lately, their form hasn't been great. They did pummel San Jose 6-0, and I guess you could argue Montreal's in that same stratosphere, but they also barely beat Arizona 3-2 in overtime at home their last game. I just mentioned how in Montreal's last six games, five of them have been one-goal games, and the one that wasn't was an empty-neck goal to make it a two-goal game late. So we plausibly could have had five or six of those Montreal games go beyond regulation. So That we combine those two factors and you combine the fact that in terms of series history, the last two meetings between the Habs and the avalanche have gone to overtime three, two Colorado January of last year. And earlier this year in Colorado, it was two to one for the Avs in overtime. So back to back games that have gone beyond regulation uh, here between these two teams. So I'm going to, I'm going to look at that draw here at a really, really good price because of the fact you're talking about obviously you know, pretty big favorite here in that uh, minus minus uh, 250 range. Uh, you can get the draw for this uh, Colorado-Montreal uh, game uh, at a uh, pretty good price. Plus 386 right now at Pinnacle uh, for the draw. I'm on that for a bet here in this game. Did lean over, but the series history scares me. And there are some props I like. You got to look at Arturi Lekkinen going back to Montreal, former Montreal Canadian. Certainly, I think it's going to be fired up to play well tonight uh, against his old team. Uh, His props are all worth a look, in my opinion, tonight, whether it's uh, goal prop, point prop, uh, shots on goal. His goal prop's upwards of plus 300. He's only minus 135 to get a point. Over two and a half shots is plus 120. I would look in that direction. Nate McKinnon has scored in four straight games, and he has a goal in nine of the last 10. Like, obviously, the price is, is, you know, reflects that. You know, he's only plus 106 at FanDuel to score a goal tonight, but how do you not take it? Like the guy's nine out of the last 10 games, he scored a goal. Uh, So it's plus 106. I'm on McKinnon goal uh, in this uh, game tonight as well. And here's a bargain bin uh, special for you. How about at plus 730 at FanDuel, sprinkling a little bit on Alex Belzeal to score a goal tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. You see what this guy's doing lately? I can't believe it's like basically out of nowhere. I'm stunned by it. Uh, He has been like, I'm seeing his name show up, putting the puck in the net now multiple times in recent games for this team uh and look he's not a guy that's been you know not exactly up the lineup he's been playing on the fourth line for this montreal team he has three goals in the last four games four points in the last four games for the montreal canadians so again three goals in the last four games for him uh belzeal worth a sprinkle right now with what we're saying dennis Morgan as a our guy in the chat says yeah i mean he's heated up lately i'm sure the leafs wish he could have done this more with them before they punted on him. But, you know, Dennis Mulligan has kind of stepped up his offensive game for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, and plus 6.30 is showing up right now at uh, FanDuel uh, for Mulligan to score a goal. And this is another guy that's down the lineup, but he's still uh, finding the ways to score goals three in the last four games. He has found the back of the net for the Avalanche. So some good bargain bins there with Belzeal for Montreal and Mulligan for Colorado uh, based on their uh, recent form. Uh, I think alex is cutting in yeah, there. There is. No, I'm done. here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good stuff What do you think here, alex colorado montreal? I was trying to find that, that bill zeal prop at that mgm
0: While you were talking then had to switch back it all off So that's a definitely a good look like you said and and that's the thing with these player props and especially with these Kind of bottom feeder teams the bottom 10, right? We can look at the, the bottom five or the bottom 10 teams and and definitely pick off some player props because you know, like I said, the teams—they're done. But these guys are still playing for pride. These younger guys—they want to make an impact to make sure that they have at least. If it's not a roster spot with that team, then they get you know so, showcased and go somewhere else in the off season. So there's still a lot of uh, you know at stake for the players. We always talk about that. You know, teams tanking, players aren't tanking. Teams are tanking. So that's definitely some good looks there. And and that this game—it's funny. You know, you look at the Avalanche can, compared to what we're seeing some of these big favorites run at against the bottom ten teams. This is a pretty cheap price. And I feel like the bookmakers have kind of, you know, seen the fact that, yeah, like I said, his series history, seven straight unders. So a lot of low scoring games. More times than not, we're talking about a really good Colorado team, a playoff contender against a a struggling Montreal team over the last several years. And and yet we've still seen these kind of low scoring affairs. Last two games go to overtime. This feels like one of those kind of trappy spots for Colorado where, they still might end up winning the game, but it won't be an easy contest. Uh, they may come out a little bit slow in the first, maybe down, and then they have to, you know, come back. So this is a good live game, but I definitely would sprinkle in that draw too, when you start seeing around three eighty five, three eighty six. It's, it's worthless. Even the tiniest of sprinkle, a, a, a you know, a tenth of a unit is worth having in pocket when you're talking about something like that, because it's just one of those games that feel like, you know, Montreal could come out with some steam and catch Colorado early, and then the apps have to wake up and adjust in game, which they're certainly capable of doing. Next like thing you know, it's 3-3, three, three and it's going uh, into overtime or shootout. So lean with the draw there. Uh, just a sprinkle, and I'll be looking to, to hit some things live with this one.
1: All right. There we go. Uh, like in the, uh, like I say, I like the drawing. I like a lot of props there. Like I mentioned, Lekanen, any every, everything Arturi Lekanen because I think he's going to want to play well tonight against uh, his old team. And look, he's, he's back uh, up there on the line, big bound, the Chushkin. And by the way, Rodriguez too. I want to point this out. Evan Rodriguez, you know, skated on the top line he, during uh, that Arizona game as well. He actually shifted Lekanen down to the second line uh, and uh, apparently uh, the second line of Lekkinen, Connor and Nichushkin, they did a great job so there's a chance that that stays put tonight that and that I still like Lekkinen; like he's still a top six forward He's still got a potential to produce tonight but keep an eye on this uh Bednar shifted it Lekkinen down to the second line against Arizona as that game went along on Saturday and up to the top line with uh with McKinnon uh and uh Ranton and went Evan Rodriguez so for that from that standpoint Evan Rodriguez you know, might be some value in the prop market tonight for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. His goal props plus 320, more more than plus 300 at a lot of books, only plus 100 to get a point. Uh, Shots on goal is a reasonable two and a half over at minus 122. So uh, definitely some options there as well for Rodriguez if he stays pat on that, stands pat on that top line tonight with uh, Rantanen and McKinnon. Uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, all right, Buffalo and Toronto. Uh, we've got the uh, Leafs minus 250 home favorites here. Seven, the total. I'm not shocked this total seven, obviously with uh, Sabres and Leafs, two very offensively capable teams, especially with Toronto coming off the wild high scoring affair with uh, Edmonton. And most of the time, Buffalo is an over team. That being said, the Sabres as a team and Don Granado, the coach, uh, bemoaned their defensive uh, effort against Dallas, which was beyond bad. Uh, to say the least. And we did see them tighten it up against the uh, New York Rangers. Unfortunately, uh, they still did not win the game. They lost 2-1 uh, in overtime on Saturday to the uh, Rangers. So that's that's that classic Mike O overcompensation there, Alex. You're right. I um, mean, basically, we're trying to make thing, make, make get better defensively because we just gave up a double digit spot, a 10 spot against Dallas. And now all of a sudden we can't score. You know one goal and we're trying so hard to tighten it up defensively and you know all of a sudden our strength we abandon it uh, and that's uh, offensive creativity uh, and scoring goals they were being way too cute and cautious with the puck in that game against the rangers that's how i saw it uh, the buffalo Sabers, because they just wanted to not make that big defensive mistake because they're trying to shore up that part of their game but it still ended up in a lot losing effort uh, against the uh, rangers I am tempted, though, at this price range. This is this is your spot for the Leafs that sometimes this is when they trip up now. They have beaten two very good teams in a row, Jersey and Edmonton. Uh, and what was very impressive about the Oiler game was a very strong game from them start to finish. I did like them in that spot. I was on Toronto, you know, uh, against Edmonton. They were a buck 25, buck 30 favorites. Uh, revenge spot for losing in Edmonton. Uh, they've got a lot of their pieces now are starting to finally gel and come together, you know, bringing in Gustafson, McCabe, Lafferty, uh, all these new faces, uh, and Luke Shen's going to be back with the team later this week. From uh, his wife just gave birth to their kids, so uh, he'll be back with the uh, team uh, sometime. He won't play tonight, I believe, but he'll be back probably on Wednesday when they play Colorado. Uh, so keep an eye on uh, that. But you know they're starting to get a little chemistry, a little continuity going. Uh, these teams have not played each other a lot this year, and they're going to play make up for it down the stretch. They played just the one time. February 24, actually twice. They played in November as well. Toronto won 5-2. February, they played last month in Buffalo. And remember, that was that awful start Buffalo had. They got down 4 nothing before you could blink an eye. Uh, blink an eye. Uh, and they could never recover from that, the uh, Buffalo Sabres. But this is the Saber spot, right? If, if you're ever going to back Buffalo, this is where you back them. Road underdog against a pretty good hockey team for some reason. More often than not, not always, because they did have the 7-1 loss to Boston. They fell short against the Islanders recently when they were a road dog they were on a back-to-back was a bit of a tough spot that night but for the most part they've been money in the bank you know as road underdogs against good competition i think they got the potential to be live here so i've got three different small scale bets because you know small scale bets because they're big prices you're not gonna need to bet a lot to win a lot with the way i'm approaching this game i'm gonna go with a buffalo first period uh, in this at plus 160 at pinnacle first period money line a little sprinkle on the plus uh, 210 to plus 215 on the money line and i'm also going to go a little draw here at plus 408 uh, at pinnacle uh, in this game i think it's one of those classic situations where you know and let's not forget even with that 6-3 result aside, sabers you know giving the leafs a little fit a little trouble and let's not forget this is a bit for toronto here you had edmonton coming in saturday You got Colorado coming in on Wednesday night to this building. So, you know, can you maintain the focus and professionalism to do away with the Sabres team? Sabres are in weaker form right now. There's no question. They're not playing great hockey. They're starting to show signs of fading out of the playoff race. They've lost four straight, six of their last seven. But I think situation and price dictates taking a small stab with the Sabres here is not the worst idea. So that's what I'm doing. And a little on the draw as well, plus 408. I mean, that's a good price. What can I say? And look at the Sabres here 2 1 with the Rangers. That game went to overtime. I could see this being a tight game as well. I think I like the other, the draw on the other two games more than this one, but at plus 408, count me in uh, for a small shekel on that. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sabres leaves. Yeah, maybe some beer money on that draw, but
0: that would probably be about it. Because, like you're saying, I mean, the Maple Leafs, right? We always talk about them in this spot home large favorite <laughs> and, and playing against a Buffalo team that always got to get amped up and geared up for them. Monday night, Monday, Monday night. night right. environment. So yep. It's a a, yeah, a moratorium basically uh, in, in that, in that barn. So this definitely seems like a, okay, Leafs could easily lose this game four to one to two spot. But then you're talking about a Buffalo Sabres team that like you mentioned, yep. they're overcorrecting defensively because they have a young kid who's still not ready to be at the NHL level, an old man who's eating soft dinner, uh, at 4.30 in the afternoon, and then his driver is the third-string goalie. So uh, Buffalo is in bad shape for a good reason, and, and, and it, it just pisses me off every time we talk about it because I like this Buffalo team. If they went and got a goalie, we'd be talking about them probably being in the spot where you know Pittsburgh Nalliners are, but for whatever reason they didn't, and now they have to live with it. So this could easily be a Sabres 3-2 overtime win. This could easily be a 6 nothing Leafs blowout. Uh, like I said, I just put a little bit of money and hope for the draw and just
1: probably not even watch this game the word you're looking for is variance. This is a high variance. <laughs> Extreme variance. variance. You're right. I could yeah. see <laughs> Buffalo winning. I could see it going to overtime and I could see I could see 6-1 Toronto. I could I could see that because form-wise it form-wise it tells you with both teams right now it it could be and it should be 6-1 Toronto tonight. Yeah. The Leafs aren't playing good or the Sabres, I should say, aren't playing good. The Leafs are They just beat Edmonton and New Jersey quality teams back-to-back games. Uh, and uh, with old man Craig Anderson in net. See, you do have to like the Craig Anderson saves prop. It does make sense, uh, in my opinion, if he's going to be the uh, guy tonight uh, in goal for the uh, Sabres, and it does look like it uh, for them tonight uh, in this game. Uh, Keep in mind, the Leafs are going to stick with Matt Murray. Second consecutive start for him uh, in net tonight for the uh, Leafs. Not going back to Samsonov, who's been, I think, their best goalie, uh, and they're number one much of the year. And I think it's they're just trying to get him in some kind of rhythm, at least get him in back-to-back games. He was not good early in that game against Edmonton, if we actually saw. There was a couple of those goals, like bad, bad goaltending by Murray uh, in those games but it, it, early in that game. But he settled down in the second period and in the third period, and he was a lot better after that. So he's gotten the start tonight. Uh, like I said, I definitely am interested in the over, but not at seven. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at maybe something live Wait to six and a half. Maybe this gets really slow, you know, to start this game and we get even a five and a half. Maybe that's wishful thinking with these two teams. It's it's always possible. You know, it's always possible. I could see, look, Buffalo committed to tightening it up on Saturday against the Rangers. Like that was about as, you know, that was a much duller, much more low event game for Buffalo than they've had in any game recently. And they, I think that was by design because they're feeling totally embarrassed, totally ashamed. Uh, about giving up ten goals to Dallas, uh, the game before that, so they were trying to play a lot tighter. Will that approach, you know, continue tonight? Is going to end up being the uh, question. Something to uh, watch for here in this game. Certainly, from a live betting and a totals perspective, it's definitely something to watch for. And seven, that seven's juiced. How how heavy is it juiced to the under? it's uh, over seven minus uh, it's over seven at under minus 120 so it's even money pretty much okay okay so yeah so then so so then if you see five and a half live that's that should be a, a buy on
0: price anything a dollar thirty or better yeah you know and, and that's and i wanted to clarify that and say that you know you could lay a higher juice with five and a half if you're getting it off of seven uh and six and a half is something where maybe you want to seek for plus money so if it, that's the way they kind of approach that if you're looking for the live betting on the total
1: Yeah, I like the uh, Nylander assist prop. Nylander's a guy that's been actually dishing the puck a little bit more uh, of late. Uh, And look, he can obviously still score goals with the best of them, but the assist prop is only minus one forty, and he's gotten an assist in four straight games. So I do uh, like the look of that as far as a prop is concerned here for this game. Uh, It is worth noting. I mean, if you this guy has really had a not a great season offensively, but he's very good, you know, at the other end too defensively as a forward, and that's Kerfoot. You know, and he is playing with Matthews and Marner now for the Leafs on the top line. So if you want to buy low uh, on someone, even though he's not really been much of an offensive performer this season for the Leafs, especially as of late, you could always go with him to get a point, you know, at uh, he's still a decent price. You know, it's only plus uh, 110 to get a point, plus 400 in some spots to score a goal, plus 250 to get an assist, you know, plus 250 to get an assist on Kerfoot. It, that that does make sense because he's got Matthews and Marner on his line. You know, I think he's going to say, if I have the puck, I'm going to look for those two guys rather than shoot myself. So, you know, definitely I think that makes sense is looking at maybe a sys prop for uh, Alex Kerfoot as, if he stays on that top line. And it looks like he's going to stay on that top line tonight for the Leafs with Matthews and Marner. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Um, Dylan Cousins, you know, I'm always interested. And uh, plus 100, uh, minus 105 for him to get a point. Uh, solid value there, uh, in my opinion. If the Sabres are going to do something, I think he's got to have uh, a little bit of a, a part in it uh, for sure. Uh, so there's a couple props there that uh, stand out uh, in this game. But uh, I, like I say, I'm going to sprinkle on Buffalo first period, full game money line, and a little on the draw, plus 408, and uh, hope for the best. Again, small bets. We do realize this is a Buffalo team struggling. Toronto's playing well. These are these, sometimes these spots that creep up and bite Toronto. And let's not forget that historically, going back beyond this year, Buffalo's always been a tough opponent for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll see if uh, that's the case tonight. All right, good stuff. We'll be back with our final game on this Monday card. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Back to talk Dallas-Seattle right after we hear from Gramco.
0: Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice gramco is for the game grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics gramco provides customers with consistent quality delta 8 thc products ready for any occasion gramco currently offers numerous delta 8 products including vape cartridges disposable vapes pre-rolls gummies wake and bake coffee and more gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you gramco is also available at many american retailers as well You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today.
1: All right, we are back here on the ice, guys, and we have just one game left on this very short and small uh, Monday card, and it's a rematch. We just saw this uh, on uh, Saturday night, and we're seeing it again tonight. Uh, Same two teams in the same city, once again in the Emerald City, uh, Dallas and Seattle. Uh, We have the Dallas Stars, minus 125 road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. It's a really entertaining game Saturday with these two teams back and forth, uh, both of them traded leads, traded goals uh, back and forth until eventually Dallas uh, emerged with a 4-3 uh, overtime victory uh, over the Seattle Kraken uh, on Saturday night. Dallas now all of a sudden 5-1 and one, uh, in their last six games, playing pretty well. Uh, this is a team that was struggling to win, losing games, and every game they were winning was a nail-biter. We were on that Dallas uh, draw train uh, quite a bit, uh, but... The last game against seattle did go to overtime and uh, this one does feel like it's going to be probably another pretty close competitive game Uh, they've also gone over the total in five straight games seattle's gone over in uh, three straight uh, so the over does appeal to me here it's six minus 115 uh, right now the total in this game i mean both teams are in really good form offensively i mean that's the thing with dallas they can go through spurts throughout the season where sometimes they're just they can't put the puck in the net they're playing good defensively well now they're giving up goals but they're scoring a lot right now i mean their their offense has exploded here uh, in recent games you look at Dallas during this win streak alex they have a grand total of i'm i'm counting it up here right now 34 goals in the last 6 games combined now obviously it was bolstered by the 10 spot they put on buffalo uh, in that one game but even take that out You know, the goals that they've scored during this win streak, it's been impressive. You know, they've definitely got all kinds of uh, contributions up and down their lineup. Uh, I think we see goals tonight again. Uh, So I'm looking over this total six. Sometimes I like to look at the opposite when it's the same two teams in back to back games. But I think it's very difficult to do that because both of these, in this this instance, because both teams are really having uh, a good run offensively. And they've got all three top lines contributing. Even the fourth line's chipped in a bit. And we've got Martin Jones in net for uh, Seattle. And Martin Jones, just for the longest time, has not been nearly as good. Uh, We've seen it. Uh, against Detroit, his last start was March second. He got pulled uh, in that game. Uh, gave up three goals. Gave up three to St. Louis uh, as well. Uh, before that, although they did win that game for him, uh, and then at, before that, uh, we saw him give up four against San Jose on, on February the twentieth. Five against the Rangers. Four against the Islanders. Four against Cal. You get my point. You know he's given up threes, fours, and fives. You know quite a bit lately. Uh, in goal here for the uh, Seattle Kraken, and that's unfortunate that I, I I'm not seeing. That's, that's unfortunate that Martin Jones' play is declining because from a situational perspective, I would really like to take Seattle here. You know, a team that lost at home to this team Saturday night. I don't think they want to lose to it. This feels like Detroit Boston, quite honestly, uh, over the weekend. Where you know t- Detroit lost the first game, Boston kind of you know sloughed through it the second game, and Detroit got them. I'm not saying Dallas will, but I think Seattle definitely doesn't want to drop two in a row at home to this Dallas team. I think the first period in particular might be a good look. Remember, Detroit jumped on Boston early. uh, So the Seattle first period money line, I'm interested uh, in that. I lean to the full game too, but do I trust Martin Jones for the duration of a 60-minute hockey game right now? That's the tricky part. And I definitely like this over uh, here in this game, over 6-115. And I do like a lot of props. You know, I do think we'll see some goals here tonight between these two teams and I like a lot of props. Vince Dunn on a 9 game point streak. It's not even an it's not even a question right now whether you bet that. And if you've been watching this show repeatedly and following me on Twitter where I've been posting some player props lately, uh Vince Dunn point has been automatic and it's still only -128 at FanDuel. You know, how is that possible? How is he on a 9 game point streak and he's only -128 to get a point tonight uh for the uh, Seattle Crack? and Vince Dunn uh McCann is always a gulp goal- I I like going with the goal prop and the point prop when it comes to Jared McCann. That's how strong he has been, you know, almost plus 200 to score a goal, minus uh, 128 to minus 135 uh, to get a point tonight for the uh, Kraken. Uh, So definitely I'm interested in that prop as well. Uh, He's been definitely piling up the points uh, lately and scoring goals as well. Like I said, Vince Dunn, nine-game point scoring streak and 9 of his last 10. Uh Vince Dunn also 8 of his last 10 with an assist. McCann, like I said 7 of his last 10 with a point for the uh, crack and he's also gone over his shots on goal. Jared McCann, 7 of the uh, last uh, 10 games. Uh and then there's some goal props. If you're if you're if you if you trust uh and if you like t- players that are on a bit of a streak with goal props, you could look in a bunch of different directions here uh for this game. Rope hints by the way, 8 straight games with a point. The problem with his point prop is it's a little bit higher, a little bit more pricey at minus 180. But here's what you can do. We're going to get the parlay builder out right now, Alex, for this game. It didn't work out well. Maybe this is the kiss of death. We only did this once, and it was Ottawa against Chicago, and they got shut out (laughs) in that game. So now that I'm considering this, watch this be like a 2-1 hockey game tonight uh, between these two teams. But I'm going to cook this up right now with these guys that are just on incredible streaks here with the point props. We got Vince Dunn. Uh, obviously a nine-game point streak for Seattle. Rope hints for Dallas, an eight-game point streak. We've got Merrill Haskinen on for Dallas on a six-game point streak. Pavelski on a five-game point streak. Um, Mason Marchment on a four-game point streak. Uh, I would throw, even though he's not on a, like a consecutive game streak, I would throw Jared McCann to get a point into that mix because he's just been so good, and you can almost always count on him, and he's still got, gotten a point in seven of the last 10 games. So let's pop this in here right now and see what we uh, get here with the uh, parlay builder for Dallas and Seattle, because we're going to try a point parlay with all these players that are just surging right now in terms of collecting points, and we'll see what kind of price we get. Okay, here we go. We're going to put Haskin in into it. We're going to put Hints into it. We're going to put Marchment into it, Pavelski uh, into it. Uh, there we go. Yeah, there we go, Pavelski. We're going to put Vince Dunn, of course, into it. Uh, and we're going to put uh, Jared McCann into it. So that is uh, plus 1,600, 16-1 right there uh, tonight in this game. All those players that are on these crazy streaks getting points to, to get one tonight. Haskinen, Hints, Marchman, Pavelski for Dallas, Dunn and McCann for Seattle. 16-1 to 1, uh, on that. And think about the streaks. McCann's a point... Producing machine Dunn's got a point in nine straight, uh, Hintz a point in eight straight, Haysken in a point in six straight, uh, Pavelski a point in five straight games, Marchment a point in four straight games. These are all guys in re- incredible form right now with getting on the score sheet. You put them all in a same game parlay for points tonight. It's sixteen to one, so why not a couple bucks on that? Yeah. So I'm going to do with I'm going to go with that for sure as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Dallas, Seattle.
0: Yeah, that's a quality look, and especially, like say said, when you correlate that with this total, which I love. And it's funny, you know, I look at the game when they played uh, a couple of days ago. I, I love Dallas, had that on the money line, sprinkled a little bit on the draw, and I was kicking myself still at the end despite winning two bets. I'm like, man, I should have had that over. That that just was just staring right in my face, and I didn't bet it. So I'm not going to let that happen twice. I'm going over six here. Uh, I laid $1. twenty with that this morning. And uh, not as not as confident on the draw here as even as I was on Saturday or with uh, maybe the, the couple of other games. But I still will have a little bit on it. Like I said, I've been putting, even if it's 10 20 bucks on Dallas every night, uh, some nights more than others, obviously, where I like it as a full unit. But this is just a Dallas team that's been living on the edge. And now they're starting to get the offense rolling. And I, I've been saying it for a, what, a week and a half now. The Dallas Stars have the most dangerous offense in hockey when they are playing at their highest level. Uh, that's that simply put, and we're seeing that now. And Seattle's got a decent offense of their own. and martin jones is back to his beach ball form so let's go over six
1: and don't forget to bet these straight of course single which i'm doing by the way it's not just the same game parlay is small i've got single straight bets on a lot of these vince dunn mccann Haskinen to get a point is only minus 135 you know and, and by the way Haskinen's on an assist streak as well and the assist prop on him is plus 100 it's even better for Haskinen uh, to get an assist as well for the uh, dallas stars from the blue line he's been uh, chipping in there a great price there for sure. Uh, oh, and I, I actually missed one. Now it's 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 the small it's the shortest consecutive game point streak of the bunch, but I didn't mention it earlier. Max Domi, Max Domi yeah. for Dallas, three straight games with a point. So you could probably s- sweeten the pot even more. Throw him into that same game parlay. You get even better than sixteen to one if you put him in it as well. So yeah, a lot of good options here. A lot of good player point prop bets here. Uh, just a lot of good uh, bets in general. How about the goal props as well? Because there's a couple that are streaking right now in terms of scoring for their respective teams. Uh, Mechanic goes without saying because he's been just so automatic finding the back of the net lately uh, for the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken. But we have a goal, uh, three-game goal streak for uh, Rope Hintz uh, going into this game tonight. So don't sleep on that. He has scored in three straight games as well as seven of the last ten games uh, overall for this a Dallas Stars team Mason Marchment like I said he's slowly starting to heat up again we know when last year with Florida he got when he started to pick up his offensive game he got scorching there for a long period of time maybe we're starting to see that again here from uh, Mason Marchment tonight so it's a really good prop game Uh, And uh, looking forward to seeing it play out tonight, Stars and Kraken. All right, there you go. That's the Monday card. Hit the like button. 187 live viewers on YouTube. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, Of course, there you'll find our daily goalie charts, totals charts, power ratings, daily ice guys show betting card, uh, and of course, uh, lots of bonus content. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Nikita Koshirski that's been posted on this page now for a few days. Uh, we got more bonus content on the way. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month.
0: And you guys missed
1: the sale. I mean, we had it for nine
0: days, 20% off everything, but that's still no reason. You can not go shop at Uh, Like I said, we kept the prices low for the t-shirts and caps, and the hoodies are affordable. They're nice they're great quality. I mean, this is the perfect weather for hoodies right now. So grab one right now, at
1: myspreadshop.com. Absolutely. And BetCast tomorrow night, as we've said earlier in the show, uh, looking forward to that tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, live betting and commentary, Alex Meath uh, and a bunch of our great guests, viewers and listeners. We're used to the regular cast of characters, but uh, if you haven't been on the BetCast before and you want to join us, there's more room at the bar for you. Uh, so to speak. Uh, Drinking is encouraged. That's why we say it's like a bar and a pub atmosphere. Uh, So DM at Bobano on Twitter or email Bobano350 at gmail.com to request a spot on the BetCast tomorrow night on Tuesday, starting at 7pm Eastern. Best bets to wrap things up right after we hear from Manscaped support for the ice guys is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscapes performance package the ultimate men's hygiene bundle join over 7 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Guys. that's promo code i-c-e-g-u-y-s at manscaped.com if my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40, nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0. We'll take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, we're back and ready to wrap with best bets. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, it's a game we just talked about. The Dallas
0: Stars, Seattle Kraken. Let's go over six. I lay at twenty. You might have to lay up $1. twenty-five, but that's not bad. That's still fine for a, for a three-game card. I do like this spot quite a bit. You saw it go over on Saturday night. Like I Dallas rocking and rolling offensively. Seattle chipping in some goals, but they have some trouble defensively. And, of course, in net with Martin Jones. So we're going to go with that over six. Minus $1. twenty with the Kraken and Stars tonight is my best bet for this Monday.
1: All right, Stars Kraken over 6 -120 best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh my best bet. Uh we're going to the player props tonight for best bet uh, on this very short card. Uh there's a, there's, a, there's sides and totals that I mentioned that I like. I think the draw is live in all three games. Uh but uh the prop that I'm going with is in that Dallas Seattle game and uh it's Vince Dunn to get a point. Very simple. Uh he has been red hot. He's been incredibly uh productive. Uh, setting up his teammates, nine straight games with a point for Vince Dunn coming into tonight and only minus 128 at FanDuel for him to get a point. It's a terrific price. We're on that, and it is definitely worthy of best bet status for this Monday slate. Vince Dunn, Seattle Kraken to get a point, minus 128 for best bet uh, for this Monday card. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. And a reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great monday enjoy the games and good luck and we will talk to you again tomorrow on tuesday for a double whammy of the ice guys double dip the daily show at 2 p.m eastern with yours truly and then we reconvene for the live betcast tomorrow night at 7 p.m eastern a double dose of the ice guys coming up on tuesday join us then presented by the national hockey now <laughs>